Tom Palmer is the author of over 50 books, which is half of Norman Giller. Norman Giller's written over 100. So you're catching him up. You're playing catch-up. TomPalmer.co.uk if you want to find out information on the Manifold series. Uh, The Roy Race series reaches its seventh book. Uh, This week, as this goes out, Sudden Death uh, is the seventh in the series. I've read two, three, and four. Something disastrous happens in book five, which makes me want to read it. I just wanted to compliment you on the choice of location for On Tour. Do you remember (laughs) when Chelsea got drawn in the Cup Winners' Cup in 97-8? No. And they had to go to the Arctic Circle to Tromso. And the pitch was so snowy that my brother and I, since that day, whenever we kick a ball about in the snow, we go, ah, Tromso football. (laughs) So it was lovely, but... um, I think you enjoy writing these nature scenes, and I hope the reader enjoys it too, because goal 1-0 is great, but yeah. Roy Rovers has to be more than just goal 1-0. So when you're mapping out and storyboarding these books, do you have to plot in uh, ext, these kind of external picturesque views, so you can show off your adjectives and scenery <laughs> building? Yeah, yeah, maybe I do. That's a good question. I've never thought about that. I like I like to get him out and about, and I I knew I wanted to take him abroad, and I've been to Tromsø for another book I did um, a few years ago, and I, I watched football, and there uh, I went to a match, and I just really wanted to to cover that. But yeah, definitely, and like with the fell running thing as well. In in one of the early books, um, they the management take the players fell running to sort of toughen them up, and um, that's that's based on another love love of mine and and also like the, that it's set in a northern town i've made Mel- melchester in my head is halifax oh good but, maybe i'll have to also, go and look around halifax but um... also leeds as well but it's kind of like if you look at the names of the teams like sorby and some of the other teams that are playing it's their bits of, of halifax and i like doing that i like to make it northern because i think it's really important that children that when they're reading um books that they they recognize different places so not not just london not just magically places but sort of relatively gritty northern towns and i like that because that appeals to me as a region and i do that because i'm trying to write for kids who, who might be encouraged to read if they see somewhere northern in a story being northern no that's very good that's well the poet laureate famously is yorkshire yeah. at the moment it's from just five or six miles away from me, just over the hill. Yes, he's been writing haiku in the last year and a half. So you can you can ask him. Actually, I bet he'll say yes. A Roy Race haiku. That's a good idea. That I like that. Yeah, and obviously you'll you'll leap up the queue as soon as you say you're in Halifax. Uh, Simon Armitage, we're talking about the poet laureate, Sir Simon. He's Huddersfield, isn't he? But he is. I think I think he's a Man U fan. I might have heard that. Oh, no, I, I don't think not. so. I think he's definitely... He's been to Huddersfield. I think he's oh, Huddersfield oh, primarily. Good. Good. Um, In that case, I'm wrong and I'm relieved. He's, I've met him a few times. He's a lovely guy. He's mm-hmm. lovely. Um, have you met... This is uh, obviously September, a blockbuster month for kids' books. Uh, Mallory Blackman's got one. Greg James and Chris Smith have got a new series of books coming out. Uh, and I'm sure David Williams has already written three. Is it good or bad that the biggest-selling children's fiction writer... Is David Walliams? Bad. Next question. Uh, let's go back to your book before because, I get you into trouble. No, no. I think it's brilliant that lots of children want to read an author and excited. But talking of celebrity authors in general, this is in general, 
most of them, many of them, do not write their own books, right? And I'm not going to name any names. And and they they unfortunately, when it comes to celebrities, like I'm I'm what's called a mid list author. So when I get a book out, I get paid what I get paid. Like I I get yeah I get and it's fine, it's fine. I get paid roughly five four to five thousand pounds per book that I write. It takes somewhere between two and six months to write that book. Um, and then if the book sells well, I get royalties, which is fine. So I get, basically, I get paid on pay as you, no, pay as you sell. Pay as you play, yeah. But, yeah, but my budget, my publicity budget for my books is, if I'm lucky, 500 quid. For, for, for celebrity authors, it's 500,000 quid. You know, it's absurd amounts of, of money. All, so all the publicity budget goes into into celebrity authors. All the media slots generally go to celebrity authors and all the places in bookshops. If you want to be, if you want a high profile in certain places where books are sold, you have to pay for that as a publisher. You Scandalous. have to pay for it. Just so all, all the, all the middleist authors, all the authors who actually do the writing or a lot of the writing don't get that sort of support. So we're really struggling all the time. I, I know authors. I've got a friend who's, one of the best, one of the only, the only author who was, I don't want to give away who, she was doing really good work, particularly with sport. She's pretty much had to give up being an author because she has to do other jobs because she gets such rubbish advances. And, and you, you, it's, it's, it's really difficult, but it's a commercial world. And I don't want to sound bitter. I don't want to sound like I, I hate all these celebrity authors. I've already said that like, I think Ian Wright is such a great guy and I love him. I'd want people to, to buy his book and read his book because if that's what gets going to encourage them to pick up a book, that's fantastic. But the the other authors, and I'm not talking about anyone in particular here, they're getting such massive, massive publicity spends. It's really hard for us. And the only way I can be um, a published author is by doing school events three or more days a week to, to get income from doing school events, um, which I love doing, by the way. But... Um, I earn most of my money from school visits, not from book sales, because I just don't get the book sales. Right. I, I wanted you to say that. I hope people know that. That even someone like Con Igledon, who is an old boy of uh, my school, very yeah. successful author, probably yeah, gets yeah. some good advances for his books. Well, but you've got to promote them. And the great thing about kids' books is that they're literally a captive audience. What else are they yeah. going to be doing with their day? So you go to school in the lunch hour one fan at a time. It's almost like an independent musician, although you do have this great deal uh, writing the Roy Race books, but also more. Um, so thank you for that. And uh, that is why all of your books are in the football library, which uh, hopefully kids will graduate to reading, like Jamie Vardy's memoir and Michael Calvin's books. Do you read much football non-fiction? I do. I read biographies. Uh-huh. about but they're brilliant. So, like, when I was writing Rocky, I read Ennio Luco's autobiography. It, that which is an interesting book, because she spends most of it complaining about how awful life is, professionally, <laughs> and very interesting yeah, story. How diff- how, as I've just been doing, I suppose. <laughs> um, but she, she, she's amazing, and she's, she's like, her, her, career, her career in the, the legal world as well. Yeah. She's so interesting, and, and I get a lot from, auto, from biographies, autobiographies, but also histories like books that look at the history and culture of football where you can find out about things. For instance, when I wrote um, Dead Ball, which is about a Russian billionaire trying to murder England players, I read, um, I've forgotten it, the book about Russian, the Russian game and Russian 
billionaires owning football clubs. Oh, the, the, the billionaires football club. Dynamo. Oh, football, football Dynamo, Dynamo, yes. Mark Bennett's book, yeah, Football Dynamo, yes. And those books, they, they give me loads of good ideas for, for the stories. And, um, and I've, I've just I've recently read um, James Milner's book, how to, Is It How to Be a Footballer? Yeah, I mean, that's a brilliant um, book. I think yeah, that's, that's that awesome. sets the gold standard of football memoirs because it's not a memoir, it's a Q&A. Yeah, and it's about, it's about what it's like to be a professional footballer away from, away from like the front pages and the back pages, but actually the nuts and bolts of the night before a game, do you stay at your family home um, or do you go and stay in a hotel so you get a better night's sleep? Do you feel guilty about that because you're not with your children the night before a match, etc.? So, and it's just that. It, and when you meet real footballers, not the big celebrities, but real ones that will sit down and have a conversation with you, you realise that their lives are relatively normal and they're quite controlled by the club what they can eat, where they can go, what they can do. Now, I went to, I went to do a bit of research at PSV Eindhoven recently, and they're, like, they're so monitored. Everything they do, like, they, they, like they're blurred, like, every week, and it's just insane. And I want to put that into the Roy stories because I think, I mean, obviously, like, top-range top professional footballers get paid a lot of money, but, you know, a lot of them are completely controlled by the club. And it's fascinating. It's really, really interesting, and I want to get that across through Roy and Rocky. Yeah, and with Roy, a um, couple of things from that para. Um, there's a bit where he is caught on camera by his foe at school. Because yeah. I think, have we mentioned that Roy is 16, 17, 18 in this series? If not, we have now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, where someone clips out the words, oh, you want me to say something like, it's like Victor Anichebe, something like this. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> um, and he's captured swearing about is it Timecaster or about Melchester? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. um the coach of Sipson Dam says, Look, you can't do this. Or it was the chairman who says, We're gonna have to sell you if you do this again, we'll rip up your contract. And of course a book five is interesting because something interesting does happen that I don't want to give away. Um which makes it much easier for Roy and his mum to and Rocky to care for his dad. The other thing coming from that paragraph, James Milner, the best player Leeds United have never had. You know what I mean? Yeah, technically, technically, he did he did play for us a few times as but a young man, of course. But he had to go because it was the fishbowl era. The fire sale. Yeah. Well, they went like, we lost players like him and Lennon and Robinson and, and they all went for nothing. And, and all the other big clubs completely exploited and, and ripped us off, which is the nature of, of football, I'm afraid. It's, um, and we got absolutely... Slaughtered. As Gareth yeah. Southgate famously says, love the game, hate the industry. Music, exactly the same. Business, probably exactly the same. Uh, yeah. August 14th, what were you doing? Well, on August 14th, I was raising money um, for a charity that raises awareness of the, the um, Holocaust and of the situation of refugees. So a friend and I did a charity triathlon um, in the footsteps of the some Holocaust survivors who came to live in this this country after the Second World War, child Holocaust survivors. We did we retraced their their journey from Carlisle Airport to Windermere, where they stayed for several months and became known as the Windermere Boys. We cycled thirty miles, canoed ten miles up a very rough Oldswater, which was quite frightening, and then fell round fifteen miles over Kirkston Pass to the site of where these Holocaust survivors arrived 76 years ago to the day. 
Wow. Yeah, I know of the Windermere boys. I should know better. Um, my dad's best friend's parents were survivors. Right. Um, so, and I've been to uh, Yad Vashem, which right. is the Israeli Holocaust Memorial site. And it's, yeah, yeah thank you for telling these stories, um, not just World War II, uh, but I've also found your book Over the Line, which I think is a masterpiece. I think it's oh, phenomenal, thanks. so thank you for that. Sport. Yeah, I mean, that was, that was my first history one, and it taught me that. I, I just think there's enough stories out there that you can just choose stories that already exist and to help retell. Yeah, tell me about than... Sid Wheelhouse. Oh, Sid Wheelhouse. Why did you pick him? It's interesting you chose him to ask about. Well, because he went to the grave. Sid, Sid Wheelhouse. He was a character in Over the Line. And in Over the Line, basically, it's a footballer before the war and he decides to give up football to fight in the war and then after the war, something else happens. And I had Sid Wheelhouse in it because Sid Wheelhouse is a, is, um, a big, strong defender at the beginning of the book and then he dies in a gas attack. And it's a true story about a true footballer soldier who... And I wanted, I used him as a character how it can show how like a strong man can be destroyed by war. And while I was finishing writing it, I went to France and I actually found his grave. And I remember standing at his grave thinking, you can't do this. I've used him. I've used him to tell a story, but I don't really know anything about him as a, as a character. So standing at his grave, and my, I was with my daughter and she found his grave in this graveyard. And I vowed to myself that I would find out about him and, make him a proper rounded character and not just to be honest a device to make the reader feel sad and 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 so i went i went and i found out more about him he had three children i found out why he went to war because he lived in grimsby and the germans were shelling coastal towns on the east coast of of england and um he went he went to war partly to to protect his family and to stop to stop that happening and i made him into a rounded character and, and i'm really glad i did because if i'd not done that when when his grandson read it the book he might not have appreciated how i treated his his grandfather in the book but when his grandson did read the book he then got in touch with me and said how much he appreciated it that i'd respected his memory, and I think that that really taught me a lesson that if you're writing about history, real people, you absolutely have to know what you're talking about and be respectful. They're not just ciphers; they are double their yeah. soul. And in Judaism, you've got the neshama, the soul, which is still yeah. a, uh, there uh, when yeah. the body is interred. But um, yeah, Jack Cock is the hero. Jack Vivian Woodward, nice to see him. Uh, and I liked the the close of the book um, is how. Jack, Jack plays for England, doesn't he? He makes his England debut and he's driven yeah. by the memory of his companions at war. I play for them, for the memory of them. And yeah. teaching kids about how, as Boy George famously said, war is stupid. Uh, you could say that or you could write, a, I don't know, 20,000 word book, which is so vivid. And you take us all the way around. You take us to the battlefields, around with the wartime football. I don't know how much you know about Steve Bloomer's history from Rory Smith's book, Mr. How he was out and the Ruleban Football Association. No, nothing. These POWs who entertained the camp by playing football. And if, yeah, if I'd read that at age seven, hopefully it should be on the curriculum. Uh, and we won't go into that because we just don't have much time to talk about schools curricula and diversity and inclusion because what i would do tom palmer is i would tell the people organizing the national curriculum to go to tompalmer.co.uk and pick some of the series not just the roy race book whose book sudden death is out on the 30th of september but the adventures of danny hart um in foul play 
Uh, which was your favourite to write? Was it the book about the dodgy chairman, the Russian billionaire, corrupt agent, burglars, or the World Cup mystery? I, I like I like doing them all, but I think that the best, yeah, the, the one that I enjoyed the most was was the one set in Ghana because it was about a young footballer who was being trafficked, and I went to Ghana and I met young footballers at um, a footballer academy called Right to Dream in Ghana. I also made the character of Cocoa Bean Farmer's son. So I went to Cocoa Bean growing area and met young young lads there. And I really enjoyed that because I was, Ghana is a very different country to, to our country in some in some ways and, and not in others. And I found out about how football age, how easy it would be to be a football agent and go to Ghana and exploit exploit young footballers and families. And I felt like I did a really good story about fair trade both in people and in 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 chocolate and um that was my favorite to write definitely mm. well have a look at that uh, i spoke to johnny phillips a famous wolves fan whose book starts with him at the right to dream academy so i know of what you speak and yeah, yeah. um They're brilliant and they helped me they took me to meet footballers and and to interview them and they they even took me believe it or not to tony Boa's house did you did you bring a Yaboa shirt? No, because it, I didn't know I was going to be going to. Tony was a Yaboa's surprise. House. Did you meet yeah, him? No, he was out. He was out. I suppose. So I didn't. Um, I'd have looked because I was in the cop that day. Oh, it's still. I bet that's been on that Fever Pitch documentary, which is yeah. going out at the moment. Um, yeah. Because yeah, there weren't that many superstar black footballers in the nineties. Wright, Yaboa, Cole, York, yeah. uh, Ince, Campbell. And we had Masinga as of well. Of course, and, uh, yeah. And Radaba from uh, Radaba. Kaiser Chiefs. Um, yeah. Your Football Academy series has been translated into five languages. Name them. I think it's more now. Um, hang on. We better right. update the website then. All right, sorry. <laughs> um, sorry, I know you're busy with school visits, but yes. Um, Chinese, Japanese, Welsh, Albanian, Hungarian. Swedish. Very commonly spoken. Spanish. Spanish. Ding, 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 ding. That's the set. Sheku right. is the hero of the Albanian Football Academy. Six books and a prequel. I saw them in uh, Waterstones begging to be bought yesterday. I also saw Maggie Smith just before going into Waterstones. It was Maggie okay. Smith off of McGonagall and Downton. And I was with a big Harry Potter fan. And I went, it's Maggie Smith. And she only took me into Waterstones because we had 15 minutes to kill. She said, do you want to go to the Waterstones? I went, yeah, 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 yeah. Because I wanted to see if any of your books were on sale. And the Football Academy series, would you say of the three, that's the one that you get the most fame and notoriety for? Because I know you as Football Academy, Tom Palmer. I'm not sure I get fame and notoriety from anything. But in schools, that's the one with the highest profile, definitely. But... I have found, like, now I'm doing those history books. They get me further, I think, than the football uh-huh. books, which is it's growing. The, the history side of it is growing. Definitely. Yeah, there are quite a few. Um, and, in fact, I was going to mention, Jack Cock is um, on lookout, surveying a silent no-man's land. I've written foreshadowing pandemic football. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that book over the line, I'm so glad I read that, along with three of the Roy races. Um, of the six and the prequel of the Football Academy, which one do you... Uh, kids get on with the most or is it a continual series where you have to catch them all i think i think they they get whichever one is there in the library i suppose um but for me my favorite is um 
is the last one, Captain Fantastic, because it's about a, a lad who's a bully at the beginning and he's the captain and he learns not to be such a an idiot and he learns how to be a good captain and I like it because it's he redeems himself, I think, and I, I kind of like that. Mm. Ryan. Yeah. yeah, I like that as well. Um, these um, foul play, football academy... You sign certificates if kids read all the football academy stories. Have you? Were you signing lots of certificates during lockdown? Not really. <laughs> well, then are they not Kindle editions as well? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Absolutely. Anyone who gets in touch who's read them all gets a certificate, and we try to promote it. But we probably only do like one every couple of weeks, to be honest, mm-hmm. or maybe one a week. But yeah, like anyone who's read a whole series to help encourage them, we um, we offer that like a, a free sign certificate. Because some people like certificates up to a certain age, don't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, swimming badges. Life was... Now, it sounds like Peter K. You remember swimming badges? Yeah, but I've got a whole folder of certificates for violin stuff. and. Uh... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Although yeah, 33, nice. I'm too old. Although I would love to maybe... Because there is this growing section of the football library for which you get your football library card. I don't know if you want Phillips, Bielsa, or another author. Are there any kids? Author? Brian Glanville, haven't mentioned him. Have you read much Glanville? He wrote a book about the World Cup, didn't he? Yeah, the history, history of the World, World Cup. Cup. But he's written, yeah, non- he's written fiction as well. I didn't know. I never come across that. No. Okay. Any good? Um, I need to research that because uh, I'm doing this Glanville at 90 series. He writes, or he used to in the in world soccer, didn't he? Yeah, he used, used to, to do that. Yeah. In world soccer. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, 90 this month. But of the fiction writers who wrote for kids or just who wrote in general, or any football figures, who do you want bedecked on your football library card? Well, Phillips, yeah, he's, he's the one, isn't he? Um, before that, Radderby and Strachan. Oh, yeah. I love Gordon Strachan's book. At one stage, he says how he's play, He's up against an Alex Ferguson team, gets up there, starts pointing, and he turns around to his bench and says, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just looking like I'm doing something. <laughs> but yeah, Strachan was of that. I should mention The Last Champions, which is that book that Dave Simpson wrote. Oh. He tracked down all the members of The Fall, and now he tracked down all the members, including some quite famous ones. I think he got Cantona in the end for The Last Champions, oh. about that 91-2 team. Have you read that yet? No, I haven't read that. Yeah, you probably, probably know it all. Yeah, yeah. But... Because there's, there's so much joy you can get out of these, especially the Rocky books. You, I'm sure if you've got Alex Scott to give yeah. some of her rights to it, Alex will appear, uh, Nikita Paris as well. Do you tend to watch the gay girls' games as well, the women's games? I do. I've, been, I've never been to England men, but I've been to England women four times, including away in Holland. Oh wow! Um, well, not when they they played Scotland in Utrecht, in the in the was it the Euros? Yeah. I can't and I went to that. I went to watch them away in in um, Holland, and I've seen them a few times in in England. Because they come north. I mean, yeah. Well, were they in Doncaster recently or Middlesbrough? I think so. Yeah. And and Middlesbrough definitely, but they and they've played. I've seen them play at Port Vale. Um, I've played, seen them play at Manchester City's smaller stadium. Yeah. Um, I've seen them play in Utrecht and somewhere else, I think. Anyway. So that, and that makes it, um, to bring it back, to conclude with Roy and Rocky, and as, as you know, Sudden Death is out. Um, September the 30th, the seventh book. There's a comic, uh, which is Rob Williams, uh, who's written it. He's done four as well. Um, 
I mean, you can have so much fun with these Rocky books because there are kids, there are teenagers who can represent their international side. So how quickly do you want Rocky to go? How many obstacles do you want to put in front of her? Because maybe she'll become a professional and uh, earn money. Yes, yeah, she she will and is. Great. And um, I'd love to do it. I suppose like it depends on on the the publishing plans. I, I unfortunately the the guy who's been my editor and that is leaving tomorrow. And oh. and so, but he's been great. And the, but there's there's someone else in in place, and we've yet to nail down what's going to happen next. But. Um, Hopefully there will be a future, particularly for Rocky, because um, I'd, I'd like her to go on um, on a what do you call it in America? Um, oh, a scholarship, very good, scholarship. like Kelly Smith did. Yeah, and that's that's the plan. And um, for me, that's what I'd like to do with her. And um, well, that would be based based very much on on what's happened to people who who have actually done yeah. that. And um, that's the plan, yeah. And again, and we've talked a lot about the business of children's fiction, so thank you, dear listener, for sticking by us. I wonder if that's, I don't know, because you want to do some schools and colleges tours of America? Go and see football over I sound like Stuart Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> go go to Portland, yeah. watch some football. I would, I would love to, yeah. and that would, that would be necessary. Absolutely, and because of the diversity of the uh, team... I love I love how you drew because I, I, having read this fourth book, the the autograph hunting kid having a, a game with Roy. That, there's so much humanity yeah. in that, yeah. Because she wants the pro an autograph program, and she misses her kick, so Rocky gets it. But no, I care about these characters. And um, are you allowed to say when book eight comes out? I think it's April or May. It's definitely before the women's um, Euros mm-hmm. in this country. The women's Euros are here, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. Yes. And we're going to be, I think I'm going to be doing some work with the National Literacy Trust and the FA to create to create resources and a story to promote the tournament and Rocky, of course. That's super. Tom Palmer, the author of the Roy of the Rovers. I can't stop smiling when I say that because it is like saying the showrunner of Doctor Who or the lead puppeteer of Spitting Image. Just great. And these books, as well as all the history books, tompalmer.co.uk to read about it. And thank you for dropping by the Football Library and best of luck with Sudden Death and all these school visits. So where are you tomorrow? Which school? I'm in Manchester. I'm in Saviour Primary School in Manchester. Ooh. So maybe some of these kids will find this interview and learn about why David Williams is probably... It's good. It's good that they're reading. It's good. It is, and anything, any if like when Lampard's books came out, oh, you yeah. know, I was like, the this getting people in, yeah, it, and Beckham and like all of them, and it, it it attracts new readers to to reading, and hopefully makes reading seem a bit more attractive and cool, or whatever the, the right word is. Yeah. Oh yeah, reading's always been cool ever since Gutenberg. That's right. People haven't been able to get in. Library. 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 Library.